coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. You'll hear people say, I feel like I'm disassociated from my body. Or I feel like I'm always looking out here at myself interacting in a scene. You know, I never feel really happy. They seem to be missing bliss or joy. You know, they don't laugh very often. They tend to be very serious people. Um, A lot of my women are very successful in business, but struggle in love and they can't figure out why. Hello, I'm Dr. Isabel. Hey, thank you for joining us today. A little bit about myself. I'm a family practice doctor who has specialized in functional medicine. And if you're not familiar with functional medicine, we get to the root cause of people's unwellness. My passion, because of my story and my practice, is to help women overcome anxiety and depression by optimizing their brain health so that they can live, feel, and be their best. And to complement our mission here... Hi, I'm Chef Michael, Isabel's husband and certified culinary nutrition expert at Doctor on a Mission, and we are the MD and Chef team, and I bridge the gap between nutrition and brain health. If you would like to work with us, come check us out at DrOnAMission.com or send us a message at info at DrOnAMission.com. Now that's Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R. And we can set up a chat to see how we can best serve you. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast. And And now, let's get on with the show. Hi, Rihanna. How are you doing? Great. Great. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. I love your backdrop. Florida's awesome. Another beautiful day in paradise. Can't complain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, after the podcast, how about if we jump on to the, uh, the, the yacht back there and just take off? You like that yacht? Yeah, that was sitting in St. Bart's. It's actually a picture from St. Bart's when I was on vacation there. Oh, nice. Nice. Now you're, you're in Florida right now, right? I am Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. How's the weather? Awesome. We have two seasons, spring and summer. I don't care if I see another snowflake in my life. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with I, spring and summer. I totally get that. I am so over winter. Yeah, it's hard. I used to live up north and both. I'm from Philly and then Jersey Shore and uh, Erie, PA. That was difficult. Erie, PA. Yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C. So, yeah, we know we know winters. It's massive snowstorms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people don't know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> now, being in Florida was a childhood uh, goal of mine. I always knew I would re- be here one day. So I should I have come it. sooner. <laughs> Chasing down your dreams. Yeah, hey, how, about if I go- how about if I go ahead and introduce you to our listeners? Sure. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And we have Rihanna Milne. And I want to share with you a little bit about her story. And she's going to go ahead and expand more on it. But I am so excited about having her here because she has the passion to help millions of people around the world. And I know she is doing that. And she will continue to do that. So Rihanna states that our past defines our present. Even mildly traumatic events can shape your story. Rihanna, who's a certified global life, dating, and relationship coach, 
and the number one best-selling author of two books. The first book is called Love Beyond Your Dreams. And the second book is Live Beyond Your Dreams. And an expert on dealing with trauma helps one overcome with fearful negative mindsets to tap into their personal power and positiveness and conscious mindsets for success in both life and love relationships. I love that. So many people get hooked up in that, you know, and just stuck yeah. in that place. With close to 90%, this blew me away, 90% of adults experiencing adverse childhood events, Rihanna clearly explains how emotional triggers from the past can clearly influence our reactions and behaviors as adults, often sabotaging self-confidence and happiness in all areas of life. She believes that we all come from an element of childhood trauma. Wow. And how we can handle that is vital for our relationships. Welcome, Brianna. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Actually, in 2021, the stats are 100% of us have experienced childhood traumas. And I'll go into today the top 10 and most experienced from three to about five to six. Actually, that was my question. Number one is, can you tell us the 10 most common childhood traumas that impact our adult lives? Because this is a door that's just opening up in the world. And in medical school, I was never taught about this. So I'm so glad you're talking about it. This is so true. I mean, I have a triple master's in psychology. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. We didn't hear the term childhood trauma once. So many clients that come to me say, I've been in therapy with seven therapists or for six years, and I haven't learned anything of what I learned in the first hour of working with you. So I was led into it by, you know, personal love trauma. And the comments that my ex said to me was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't know either as my mind is scrolling through the DSM-4 trying to figure out what does he have. Um, in the psychotherapist uh, manual there that I had at the time. And there was nothing to explain it. So that's when I needed the help and I needed to heal. So I did the research on my own. In 2012, I did develop the childhood trauma checklist way before I saw the ACE test, which surprised me because when I saw the, the adverse childhood events test, our tests were very different. But mine was based on working many years with kids of trauma. I was in the schools with kids who were emotionally upset from kindergarten all the way through college. I worked at every grade level. Um, Those from a mental health ward for kids ages 5 through 19 in a drug and alcohol facility for teenagers and even working with women from the prison system. So I took their trauma and what I was helping them through and that of my ex and put together the childhood trauma checklist. And this is something, a tool used now around the world. And it's so much easier for my clients to take a look at it and say, yes, that happened to me. And yes, they can identify easily mm. what had happened. And then through a series of questions that I ask, and we can really get to the root of the issues of where their unhealed, unconscious childhood traumas are impacting them today in life, love, and business. So uh, the top 10, I just (laughs) preface that uh, the research shows that trauma goes through at least three generations. Oh, I so believe that. And, you know, both you and I have worked with children, you know, and, and in difficult situations, you can see it in their eyes, can't you? But they can't, but they can't verbalize it. 
Well, they learn to. That's what I was doing in the schools. I was using a lot of behavioral modification, positive therapy uh, to get them to be able to voice their feelings without fear. Because when you fear your mom and dad, and if you speak up and you're going to get whacked across the face, you learn not to talk about your feelings. That's dangerous. So they, they model what they learn within the household, children, or they pick up the norms and the habits of what their parents do. So if parents are going to solve a problem and they're yelling and screaming at each other, then when the, the boy that's <laughs> a teenager and he goes, oh, you know, my son just keeps yelling at me. And I said, well, what did he grow up with? Mm-hmm. What was modeled to him and how you handle an issue? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to break those behavioral norms that were so ingrained in us as children. And then there's coping mechanisms that kids do because with our childlike minds, Mm. we try to find love and attention. So let's say the class clown, you know, why he is that, you know, and it's funny, I did a study on comedians and comedians always come from childhood trauma. And I'm a class clown. <laughs> see, and then uh, we didn't get into your trauma, though. <laughs> we will on your podcast. <laughs> there you go. But that is the thing. You know, they're looking for love and attention. They may not get at home, you know, or the people pleaser. You know, that comes from trying to always please that difficult mom and dad who's a yeller or an alcoholic and you're afraid of them. So the child mind says, well, if I'm the good little girl, maybe mm-hmm. I won't get yelled at today. You know, so that's where that people pleasing or perfectionism habit comes from. That's just examples of many, but Mm. okay. So let's go into the top 10. There are more. I want to preface it with that. And these can be experiences at home or at school, anytime in your childhood from in utero all the way through, let's say 21 to 23, because an adult woman comes into her full brain capacity around age 23 and a male around age 26. Uh, so, can I just stop you for a second there? In sure. utero? Yes. So if we have a very anxious, abused mother who's pregnant, those anxiety feelings will go into the baby's DNA. Wow, Rihanna. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's another reason why it says they go through three generations. One study was uh, of Holocaust survivors, you know, and a generation or two removed, their their lineage is very highly anxious. You know, so it goes from one gene pool to the next to the next. So it is very fascinating uh, research. Yeah. This this needs to be taught. Yes, go for it. (laughs) Okay, is if you're growing up in a household where um, there's any addiction. Uh, So I name 11 of them because I'm a drug and alcohol addictions counselor. So there's drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was a cheater, porn use, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism. And I've added since the initial research Social media addiction, like always being on your phone or your computer while the kids are growing up or you put them on machines, you know, that addiction to machines. Uh, That's the first one. Second is verbal messaging. So, again, if you watch your parents yell and scream at each other, you're bound to pick that up. Or you could have seen dad being a yeller and mom very passive and shut down and get really quiet. And if you were female watching the mother, the female role model, you learn as a woman, I should shut down and not speak my feelings. Um, It could be they were yelling at you. 
you know, um, there's all kinds of ways. Kids ex- are either externalizers and they will yell and scream back or be run away or engage in sexy, um, risky sexual behavior, or they're internalizers where they could be depressed, um, have eating disorders, self-mutilization, right? So there's different ways that this shows up in kids and teens. Then there is number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Uh, We all know what that is. Number four is any physical abuse like hitting, um, rape or molestation, again, in or outside of the home. Number five is around. Can I just ask you a question? How about how about psychological abuse? Would that be incorporated into the Yes, I could fall under all of them, verbal, emotional, neglect, physical, like just threatening to hit you, Mm -hmm. psychological, Mm -hmm. and also under abandonment, Mm -hmm. which is the next one. So there's two types of abandonment. There's fault and no fault abandonment. So a no fault abandonment would be if a parent happens to die early. Um, If your, your parent deploys for the military, Or another one is if your parent travels a lot and they're gone, but that's how they support their family. So it's not their fault they're gone a lot because they think they're doing their role of supporting the family. And that was one of mine that I had no idea. But I knew my dad was James Bond. He was CIA and FBI in the USA, and he just was not home much. So, you know, we understood he was gone, but we didn't know his role. We were not allowed to know as a family. So it's always like, well, where's dad? Is he okay? You know, when's daddy coming home? And when your mom doesn't know, it's kind of like that anxious feeling around your parent. Right, right, yeah. Then there's fault abandonment. That's if a parent chooses to never be in the child's life. If they're there while the couple or the marriage stays together, then they barely see them. And this is where they can be present in the home, but not emotionally attached. And that, again, can be some psychological abuse or abandonment. The next one is if you um, had to leave your parents' main house for some reason, even lived with your grandma or your aunt or family friends, or if you moved a lot because if your family was in the military here in the U.S., they have to move every two to four years. Mm. So there's just around living and feeling confident and safe in your home environment. So that's that one. Uh, If you were adopted or part of foster care, that falls under that category. Now that's, for example, is something that the ACE test missed. They missed abandonment. They missed foster care kids. And that I worked with a lot of them in the mental health hospital. I'm like, how can they miss this part of our population? Yeah, absolutely. So much missed on that first test that I just, again, use what I was used to seeing with traumatic kids and adults. Okay, so the next one almost everyone relates to, which we call personal trauma. So that's if you felt different for any reason. So you could have had a medical issue. You could have been identified at school as ADHD. Um, You could have been a chubby child and teased for that or skinny and gawky and just didn't feel like you fit in or you were called a nerd. Um, you, you know, all kinds of things could have happened. Then you could have been part of another race or culture that was not the prominent race or culture in your school. Hmm. So you felt different or coming out as a teen as LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gay or lesbian. And either your peers didn't accept you or your family didn't accept you. So most people can find something in there that makes them feel like they weren't good enough or they didn't fit in or they felt different. Calling all women. Are you feeling depressed, anxious, lacking in energy, 
having problems sleeping all night long, waking up with brain fog or maybe even hopelessness, and you know that there is a better you that wants to come out? Hello, it's me, Dr. Isabel. And wow, if any of this sounds like you, I get you. I have been in this place and I really wish someone who really knew what I was going through would have been there to help me through to the other side of that deep, dark place. That's why I started the Shame-Free Anxiety and Depression Community for women only. It's a free and private Facebook group. Would you like weekly coaching to help you become your best self? And how about be inspired and encouraged by other women in the community? We now know that we grow better in community and not alone. The link is in the podcast description or you can search in Facebook for the shame-free anxiety and depression community for women. It's free, it's private, and it's safe. I hope to see you there soon. And now back to the podcast. Trauma number eight is around the sibling. This is if your sibling bullied you, if they um, uh, were born with a medical condition, so mom and dad had to give them more time, or most often you perceive them to be the golden child, the favored one, the star athlete, the more handsome or beautiful, the smarter student, but for some reason they were the star of your family's eyes. Okay. And so there's that jealousy that occurs too. Yeah. 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 Or I'm just not as good as my older brother or sister. Mm. Yeah. Um, And then number nine has two categories. It used to be way up in the list when I was younger and that's community trauma. Community trauma now is one of everybody's top of the list. This is where COVID pandemic fits in something that impacts the community at large. This is also our floods, fires, hurricanes, any mass mother nature events, uh, our mass shootings, our school shootings. So look how prevalent that has gotten over the past 15 years compared to when I was a child. And those listening, I'm a baby boomer. So there was not much community trauma going on, you know, but it's one of the top ones today. And it's sad that that's the case. Now, the other part of nine is family trauma. So, of course, any of these community traumas would impact the family. But also under a family is if you grow up in a dangerous neighborhood. If you remember coming from lack, there was always struggler or or talk around, we don't have enough money. Yes. Um, Could have been your parent was incarcerated. Or again, that moving family every two to four years, you never felt like it was stable. So there's a lot in trauma number nine. And then trauma 10 is if you perceive your mom or dad to have mental health issues. Again, as baby boomers did not see our parents going off to counseling. So we have to kind of guess diagnoses. But the two most difficult for children to navigate is um, bipolar and borderline disorder. So bipolar is manic depressive. Depression can show up as anger or mostly checking out or extreme fatigue. The manic phase, people think that's the high and happy one. Well, it could be, but it's often right next to a manic phase. So it could be a gambling spree or an alcohol binge or a spending spree. And then you crash after that. So that's the one. And then borderline personality, I simply define as quick trigger anger. 
They get mad very quickly over something most people would not get angry about. And you never can, you know, guess their moods. When they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid. And you never know what you're going to get. Is so it kind of the- like walking on eggshells? Would you say yes. that these are the types of people you're like? <gasps> yes. Most of my clients come to me with high anxiety hmm. um, and they trigger easily. They get upset easily. They take things very personally. Yeah. So uh, those are some of the things I deal with. And then how they show up, uh, they show up again in life, love, or business. So we can break that down a little bit. They show up in love in several ways. So if you had trauma seven, you didn't feel good enough. And then you heard verbal messages like, you'll grow up to amount to no good. Or change your outfit, you look fat in that. That leads you to not feeling good enough. So that could be jealousy, control. Um, low self-worth, low confidence levels. You just don't believe in yourself. Um, People pleasing, like I mentioned before, is around that difficult parent that we usually see a lot in women. And then we see perfectionism in men, perfectionism. And those are both ways of controlling in in a way. Uh, The abandonment issues, if you had any of that, that can lead to clingingness, codependency, um, you know, anxiety when your partner leaves, or if you're a man and you you go for sexual intimacy and the woman says no, you take that as a severe rejection. So then you go out and you start flirting with people just to feel you've gotten some attention. Right. And you're in control. Yeah. I got this. Or you need that attention. It's mm. that craving for attention because mm. there was abandonment when you were growing up. Um, with it, there's addiction that is caused by this imposter syndrome for our actors and actresses who are succeeding and they don't feel they deserve it. Um, and then there's something called blurting out, which is saying real in- inappropriate things that leaves your audience or your person saying, what did you just say? We just had a high political official that is a, uh, an adult of childhood trauma that was never healed that there's a lot of blurting out going on that kind of shocked the world when we heard it, you know? So um, it's really prominent. It's really easy to spot when you know what yeah. childhood is. And right. Where it comes. Cause you're the specialist. <laughs> well, I was walking by the TV and they said, do you think he has a mental health issue? I'm like, no, he has unhealed childhood trauma. I should be his coach. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you can see it once you know the topic and you can see it in other people as well. You know, they're upset easily or they're saying things that are shocking without thinking first. So this is why we always call it unconscious. These things are become norms for that, that these people that, you know, the trauma is not healed yet. And they just learn how to cope. Well, they they cope the best they can. That's right. Uh, You'll hear people say, I feel like I'm disassociated from my body. I feel like I'm always looking out here at myself interacting in a scene. You know, I never feel really happy. They seem to be missing bliss or joy. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't laugh very often. They tend to be very serious people. Um, a lot of my women are very successful in business, but struggle in love and they can't figure out why. There's a lot of what we call RRS, relationship repetition syndrome, where consciously they'll say, I know this guy's no good for me. You know, and then she breaks up and then she really craves that love she didn't get as a child. And then they go back together. And the research show the break up and get back together period is seven times. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like the craving, the unconscious craving for love is more than the self-love 
that keeps you away from the toxic partner. So um, this is what we do. I break all those unconscious norms, those behaviors. We identify them. Where did they come from? How are they showing up? How they can show up in business is um, never going for your dreams, staying in that nine to five job that you hate because you're afraid to take the leap and say yes to yourself and take on something new. Change and transition is usually scary for these people. Um, They can have conflicts with their cohorts or feel like other people are always favored over them. Um, You know, so it's just feeling stuck and not really going for your career dreams because the self-esteem and confidence to do so is just not there. And you do need confidence to to step out of the box or step out of the boat and start walking on water. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I wanted to ask you, do you have a number gauge? You know how the the regular ACE has, you know, if this happened, then you've got an increased risk of this or. Oh, I just, you know, from the severity of the story that the clients tell me like zero, one to 10, how severe is it? Mm. Now my ex had an alcoholic father So he came home every day yelling and screaming and he never knew what he was going to get, Mm. but he had nine of the 10 identified traumas. Mm -hmm. So every time he felt he was in something good, he would sabotage it and he couldn't understand that. So when I wrote the book, love beyond your dreams, break free of toxic relationships to have the love you deserve. He goes, Oh my God, I finally know what's wrong with me. So that's the feeling that a lot of people get, even with this talk, it's like, wow, I never heard this in therapy. Like I never heard of these 10 traumas. Like Mm -hmm. now I know why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Then we go in and we fix it. And that's the good news. Childhood trauma can be totally healed. That's my job. I work with people four to six months. And it's important that you do so because the one thing that Kaiser Permanente study showed with over 17,000 people is if you keep having this trauma stored in your brain and your body cells, the physical damage it does is really, really great. Like it leads to a shorter lifespan for sure, cardiovascular disease, poor immune functioning like Epstein-Barr virus or fibromyalgia, sleep disorders, eating disorders. Again, that fog, that mental fog, you just feel like even looking out out of your own eyes, it's foggy because you're so fatigued. Um, and there's just a lot of I mean, children coming from traumatic homes, all the studies of research I did was all this impairment. They can't learn. They can't retain their facts. You know, and I was working with the kids, part of my kids in the schools were then identified as ADHD. And they early on, before this was even talked about, they would come in Miss Rihanna's relaxation room where I would have music therapy. And one of my favorite CDs to use was by Louis Miguel. And I don't speak Spanish, but the melodies were so calming. And they're like, Miss Rihanna, put Mr. Louie on. I'm like, are you upset today? (laughs) Yes, I just need to relax. I'm like, okay, let's listen to Mr. Louie and talk about it. You know, so, I mean, that's what we have to do because when they're upset, they're coming in from a huge fight. You know, I had one little boy say, my mom didn't come home last night, you know, so I got myself dressed into the bus stop. I mean, it's amazing what these little children are going through. So when they're scared, their cortisol is up. And memory and learning is down. Doesn't mean they're ADHD. And I just say, no, they have trauma in their household. So I was like screaming this to the top of the rooftops and people weren't acknowledging it. 
So finally, when I developed the childhood trauma checklist and went out speaking about this about 2014, 15, and then had my own show, podcast, Lessons in Life and Love, people are finally understanding the impact on this is really huge for people of all ages, you know, men and women, everyone. Um, And if the mother uh, is very stressed during her pregnancy. This is very often when the baby has a smaller brain size. They have that startle stress response or more agitated kids. Um, and it can definitely change gene expression. Wow, so it, more people know about trauma and they know that it's really important A, to heal it and B, if you're a pregnant mom, to have a as peaceful, stress-free pregnancy as you can. You know, it's it's important from the health of your child from day one. Wow. I, I can just see what, you know, what the lives are like for so many of these women here in New Zealand and Australia going through so much stress and abuse, psychological, verbal, oh. Yeah, and it's been a lot of tough years with COVID and everything going on there as well. Look at what our little children have had to go on through with school or no school and can't socialize and afraid of people. Like, I can't get close to someone, I'll get sick, and then my mom might die. I mean, the the fear-based information was just horrendous in the past few years. So we will definitely see the impact of this as these children become teens and young adults. Uh, moving forward, there's going to be a big, uh, you know, I mean, already suicide rates are up, depression, alcoholism, suicide, you know, because people can't deal with all the fear based messages, right? So, you know, again, the the good thing about this is the healing comes, we handle it all naturally, mind, body, spirit, spirituality is a big part of the healing in my programs. Um, we definitely raise the, um, we go from fear-based negative thinking to positive thinking. What can I do versus I can't do, you know, so really getting into the positive mindset of things, um, you know, creating the life you desire, you know, what is it you desire? So when I work with women coming out of toxic relationships or marriages, I said, what do you desire? They're like, I don't even know. I was just surviving. I was just sure my kids are okay. I, I don't, I lost everything about who I am. And they think back, man, I used to laugh. I used to have a great time all before I met him, you know, or her, because it goes both ways. Um, And we have to get that person back, but better. So goal setting with mindset work is a really important part of this program. What do you desire now? Do you want a different career? Let's create what that looks like. Let's do that step-by-step and then the mindset work. And then for singles, the exact dating skills that they need based on research that you're not going to find in ever in any self-help book about what is the art and psychology of dating successfully. And you should know with all this work on date one or two, is this an emotionally healthy person in front of me or not? And you'll know before you go on to date two or three. <laughs> Let, let's yes, take the no. point. <laughs> That's yeah, right. People, people need to have the tools. They've got to have the tools or else, you know what? They're going to fall again. Yeah. And it is repetitive, right? You know, it's like, oh my God, I chose the same person, but just <laughs> different face, you know, and it's very frustrating when you're in that cycle because it happened to me. All this happened to me, you know, and it's like, what am I doing wrong? And when you had no answers, um, I describe it as you don't know what you don't know. 
That's right. And I always said, you can't change what you don't know or understand. So it was my goal to figure that out so I could heal and then turn around as the counselor that I was to heal others, right? That was my job. And then as soon as I studied all this and was writing the books, I'm like, the floodgates open. When people told me they had this going on in the relationship, I said, well, is it because you have this? They're like, yeah, how'd you know? You know, so I was able to put all these puzzle pieces together and get to the root of the problem quickly. And once we know what it is and we can quickly solve it. And that- I get that. Beautiful. I so get that process. You know, <laughs> yeah. you like you went on your you you were like, why is this happening to me? That made you start searching. You found the answers on how you could get healed. Then you were able to start helping other people. That is the I think that's the best way to teach, you know, is have it happen to you. And you're like, okay, let's course correct because this is what I had to do. And. Well, when I got the research, I had to go deep in the psychological journal. There was no books out on this. So it wasn't an easy find. You know, so by the time I put it all together and was writing my books and then I got my love book got up to 400 pages, like, wow, I got to stop. You know, it's 400 pages. <laughs> and then I started writing my notebooks based on this research for the healing portion. And there are 150 pages. But what I love is when my clients fill this out for me, then and they're coming from memories and stories and they give it back to me, then I know exactly what they need to help them. So it's very yes. individual. And we work as a team. It's very different than counseling because coaching, my method is teamwork. It's education. Let me teach you the skills. You try them. If you're struggling, you let me know why you're struggling. I'll tell you why. You know, it's like this back and forth flow. Yep. And the impact is incredible. Yeah. I love it. I love what you're doing. And I'm definitely going to get your books and gobble up, especially that first one, Live Beyond Your Dreams, because I got so many dreams. And I'm chasing them down, but I want I want to just keep on moving forward. Hey, uh, before we start landing this uh, plane, I wanted to ask you, can you give the listeners three action steps so that they can win right away? Um, yeah, don't wait to get help is essential. Whether you see trauma in yourself or in your child, I'm such a child advocate, you know, people just think they'll grow up or it'll go away. No, if you're seeing signs of trauma or it usually comes out as anger or acting out, your child needs help and they don't know how to process it. So really, you know, get yourself help. That's most important. Um, two, you know, if you're single and you're going out to date, you must feel psychologically like you are the whole package. You can't go out dating in fear and vulnerability because you're going to pick up someone that is going to be emotionally abusive. So you have to get empowered with knowledge and confidence and the skills that you need to feel, I've got this. And if he ghosts me, great. I'm glad I saw that early on because I don't want that guy. You know, it's a whole different mindset. Like next, we don't even care. You know, it's it's this confidence of dating to find the right one, right? So never settle. It's really important. If you are in a coupled relationship, you know, you can check out my Red Flags checklist on my website, um, to see how many red flags you have. But again, the longer you're dragging this out not, with nothing being done, you don't change, nothing's changing, right? So you've got to learn the communication skills and how that happens is I have to look at partner A's trauma, partner B, and then see where the relationship cycles keep going round and round and stop those and teach you new communication patterns to solve it. 
And number three, there's a whole lot of holistic things you do, mind, body, spirit. So I put my clients on vitamin therapy. They also do meditation, a certain one that I call divine spiritual meditation, because we are working with the brain waves. We got to calm the alpha brain lit waves that meditation shows. It calms anxiety, depression, blood pressure, um, the fight or flight response, cortisol levels, and then increases dopamine and serotonin levels of the brain, which are your high and happy chemicals. So you can heal from trauma without the psychotropic drugs. It has a ton of side effects. Do it naturally. Do it holistically. Yay. <laughs> love the plate, girl. Love the plate. <laughs> yeah, really important. Like the thing is just heal the root of the problem. Don't put a Band-Aid on it. That's my three pieces. Amen. Of yeah. <laughs> Where can... The- where can people find you and gobble you up, girl? <laughs> You've got well, so best- much wisdom. Oh, thank you. I could talk for hours on this. You can tell I love this topic. Um, the best place to start is my website. It's my name, RihannaMilne.com. And on there, you can get the free ebook. You can get those four free love tests. And one is a childhood trauma checklist. If you weren't able to write it down, it's right there for you. And you can get the first 60 pages of chapter downloads of Live and Love Beyond Your Dream. So help yourself to that. And I've got like 250 videos in my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne right on my YouTube channel and every podcast platform. So please join me there. And all of this that Rihanna just shared with us is in the show notes on how to get in contact with her. Thank you so much. You are a wealth Mm -hmm. of, of wisdom and I'm glad I say this respectfully. I'm glad you went through what you went through, because if you hadn't, you wouldn't be helping the world like you are right now. Yeah, But I thank you for helping me with the mission of changing the way the world loves, because until people understand or know it, it's going to keep happening. So thank you a lot, Dr. Isabel. And, you know, for all of our listeners, please, you know, it's never too late to create the life you desire and have the love you deserve. Don't wait. Absolutely. Absolutely, Rihanna. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and Rihanna. I hope you have a super fantastic day. And you know what I always say, remain unstoppable. If you've got anything in front of you that's stopping you from achieving your goal, your dream, you know what, just figure out how are you going to get through it, over it, under it or around it, just figure it out. Rihanna has just shared some amazing wealth of information to help you deal with whatever you've gone through so that you can like open up the door and step into the life that you want. You just got to do a little bit of cleaning up and she can help you in four to six months. Holy moly, four to six months is going to happen sooner or later. So why not get the work done now so that you can move forward and up? Okay. All right. That's it from me. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.